0: Folks, and welcome to a Daily Ratings podcast. It's a show where each week we'll sit down with Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching. Both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The daily ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing Hocus Pocus, directed by Kenny Ortega, The Ring by Gore Verbinski, One Cut of the Dead by Shinichiro Hueda, newly released Hocus Pocus 2 by Anne Fletcher, and finally, Black Adam, directed by Hwame Kalatsara. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Vincent Daly, how we doing, buddy? Tommy boy, how's it going? Uh, it's going okay on this end. How was your uh, week of movies, Vin?
1: Uh, more family-friendly than I expected. I knew, okay. I
0: knew both the hocus Pocuses, but yeah, uh,
1: yeah I, I, I don't were know. Were you surprised with
0: how kid they were? Or?
1: Yeah, I guess maybe. It was more so, I mean... Every week this month, I was really looking forward to get some, you know, some hardcore horror, you know, dedicated sure, horror. Sure, sure, yeah, uh, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I excited about uh, to talk about these movies. Of course, we have a colossal release with uh, Black Adam. Uh, I guess I, I was this. The jaws of life for the DCEU, <laughs> or at least I mean, they wanted yeah, to this be. This is being talked about. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I did not know. I didn't sure. I didn't care mm-hmm. too much, but <laughs> right. it's like, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I just, I'm kind of shocked of the... Uh, I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah, yeah. I was missing out.
1: I think there's also kind of a building conversation with Marvel that they've kind of dropped the ball in the current phase, uh, and, you know... In the current phase.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, as far as money's concerned, you mean Morbius? Are you talking Morbius? Well, and
1: that, that as well uh, on the Sony end, but uh, I think it's just more so, you know, uh, lackluster across the board. DC has sees that up as an opportunity. Certainly DC fanboys see that as an opportunity. Yeah,
0: I wonder if DC was just waiting for the two big Avenger movies to end, mm-hmm. right? And now would be the time to strike because the next two Avenger movies are kind of approaching oh, kind yeah. of quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Soon so, enough. So, I mean, I, yeah. Marvel's still making a lot of money. I mean, that (laughs) Spider-Man movie movie was bonkers. Oh yeah. So, but this is the time to strike for Black Adam. Yeah. uh, We'll see if the movie hits later on. But first, we're going to start here back in 1993. I mean, this is a classic. Uh, This is (laughs) hocus pocus. We all know it growing up with and I think it's relatively popular. Like, yeah. It's quite a Halloween movie.
1: I had a I had an interesting uh
0: discovery when, when because I
1: kind of assumed this was a classic, but it's actually like pretty critically panned. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Even I back then. Yeah, I don't yeah, no, it is. Yeah. But today I think I think people like even ten years older than us and ten years younger than yeah, us know yeah. Hocus Pocus a little bit. Absolutely. Um, why do we know it? How does it hold up here in twenty
1: twenty two? Sure, sure. So yeah, I, I was excited for to kind of you know re- return to the eternal Halloween rerun film. Uh, I, I think this this film was pretty much born on Disney Channel. Definitely a millennial type of hit. And, and like you said, Tom, I mean uh, I would consider this a classic. You would consider this a classic. It's almost self evident. Yeah, uh, I I was surprised. I mean, even looking back and just researching some of the film and like the production element, yeah, people hated this on release.
0: That's uh, really funny. I, I mean, I'm not surprised, but that's very I, funny. I
1: think it was Cisco Cisco Wilbur, and he said dreadful. It was just he just says dreadful or the. <laughs>
0: I was like, whoa. I mean, whoa. would you think Ebert was a fan of this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, not so harsh,
1: though? I, I mean, I'll be honest. I have a lot of nostalgia with this film, and it's been, you know, in the many years since its release, uh, it, I think it has gained this cult classic rerun yeah, type of definitely. Uh, I'm still actually not.
0: The, I was never actually the biggest fan. Oh, really? So kind of, well, you're not into spooky stuff Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I come Christmas. That's when I'm paying attention to black cl- yeah. classics. Right, but I right. feel like this is like at Christmas, people watch Elf okay halloween people watch hocus pocus oh
1: sure sure absolutely <laughs> I, I think i think that's actually a good match there for, for for our generation but uh you know and normally folks i am completely fine shitting on a film so i get the rare delight of siding with the fans on this one because rewatching this i absolutely think it is well deserved to be called a classic i had a great time with this film. oh honestly. yeah really it holds up Absolutely holds up. So. Really? Yeah. And, and and again, you know, not that I was trying to. Kind of predisposition well, my my, my view on it, but uh, I was walking back into this. I was just like, "Do I really know this?" And I, time after time again, uh, you know, after this film was running, I was like, "Okay, Damn. this is this is holding up. This is good." You know, I, I really did. This is enjoy more it. than surprising. <laughs> this is more than shocking. <laughs> right. Uh, like I said, this is the rare delight uh, that I, I get to side right. with fans and not and you know be a contrarian in the other way. So, uh, in the small town of Salem, lived the. Sanderson sisters, which is killing, or rather, which is killed for eating children. Uh, 300 years later, they are brought back to life to consume as many children as they can before the end of Halloween night. Now, I think, folks, if I am recommending this film at all, it is for the Sanderson sisters. Uh, it is why you watch this movie, and that is, it is probably best awarded to Bette Midler in this performance. Yeah. I absolutely adore her performance.
0: Here. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I could see how the other two might be a little bit annoying, uh Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy. Uh it's exactly the type of hammy acting, the uh the ramped up acting I want to see out of not only a family a family villain, a family film villain. You know, this is a Disney Channel movie through and through, but it's also for witches. Uh, and and <laughs> I, you know, I was I was uh, looking at this and maybe and maybe trying to kind of unpack while I was enjoying it. Well, what were people really skewering this film over? And, and I said to myself, well, I, I think it is totally appropriate. Yes, it is out. You know, it is outrageous acting. Yes, it it is. You know, very hammy. Very. You know. um, cartoonish in the way but they're witches you know i mean i don't know that's, <laughs> right. that's kind of what you want of it and, and again i think it's 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 it fits the bill when we're talking about if there is any going if there's any place that that is going to be appropriate uh, it is going to be in a family setting does that make sense yeah no yeah. i think absolutely uh this also got me kind of thinking about you know some of the you know, uh, this is what, 93, you said?
0: Yep, 93.
1: Uh, some of the, the hammy, campy acting of the time got me thinking about the Burton-Schumacher Batmans, which mm-hmm. no, uh, I, I am a fan of.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's a great pull. I think that yeah. totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and again I, I think where I would draw the line is that is it in a family film? If it is, well guess what? We can have these kind of cartoonish ways about it because we're not trying to give this gritty realism to their motives or anything. I think it like would that. be I
0: think it would be really bad. I mean yeah. I mean think about it if they actually went Seri- like, try to go sure, serious, sure. witch, <laughs> or weird, or creepy, or actually like playing up to, right. I don't know, actual witchcraft and everything like that. It, exactly. It, it it's wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. Exactly. You want to be having a good time with this. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, now, I, I think critically, this, this film does have some serious TV movie vibes, and mm. that could be a turnoff for some. Uh, you can see this in the kid actors, for sure. Uh, the dialogue overall, and I would say some of the plot mm. points. I think a lot of this feeling comes from our director. Ortega is a Disney Channel veteran uh, And that film this Well this film doesn't really escape that In tone or any sort of way about that you know, I mention it just because watching in the here and now, that might be something that turns audiences away that haven't grown up with this film. Right, Maybe right. in the chance that they have not seen this film. But also, it is slightly, I think, a pass for me because Ortega kind of understood the assignment here. He was making a Disney Channel film. So, yes. you know, I mean, to call it, uh, to fault it for its TV-ishness, Or it's maybe it's kind of its surface levelness to it. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to be something there that it doesn't make a great uh, recommendation to possibly a new viewer. But I also give it a pass when I'm watching it uh, personally, if that makes sense.
0: I think so. And, you know, it's tough because how do you slice it? Because, okay, if we're talking movies here, it doesn't matter how they came out. You know, Mm -hmm. a film is a film. Yeah, you know, so it's an hour and thirty six. Yep. So it's like how do you rate it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as far as enjoyment wise, I think it's important to know this was meant for T V mm-hmm. on the Disney Channel. Uh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and rerun. And, it. and I think I think there is just a natural pass of watching something like yeah. that. And I think the lightheartedness of it makes it easier too. Yeah, absolutely. For it that is reason.
1: a family Halloween film and and I don't think there's anything too wrong with that. Yeah. So, let's talk about some special effects because I would say it's a mixed <laughs> bag here uh, across the board. I really enjoyed the set design and the props, um, uh, right in line with this '90s pre-goth type of style that we mentioned uh, uh, on some of the uh, earlier reviews of the month. The graveyard sequence is a great example of this, um, both for the Sanderson sisters floating above on on brooms, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and just the design of the graveyard overall. All like there's there's some serious there's some serious love put into to these sets and these props. Uh, I would say on the not good side is the cursed cat, uh, Zachary Binks. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I mean this yeah. uh, this this cat character. I, I believe the technical side, and this was actually some of why I was researching some of the productions. Okay for a children's film, no less fun. <laughs> uh, I believe it's some sort of rotoscoping where they have the footage of the cat and then they're animating over it. It just doesn't look
0: great. <laughs> it's just, I it bet just, it does. I, I would yeah. love to go back and look at other examples of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I give it a pass just because... I don't know. I I feel like early '90s, like a cat character like that. There's probably a lot of examples of worst, uh, worst special effects. You know, maybe like a Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, or something like that. Yeah, that's
0: where my that's where my mind went immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Bottom line, it wasn't great, so they're probably all bad. So (laughs) I wasn't doing a
0: deep dive to Sabrina. (laughs) Uh,
1: But one thing I've always loved about this film specifically is the, uh, uh, the witch's lightning. The lightning looks. So good. Really? I was watching this again. and I said, man, this is better than Return of the Jedi. Th- I'm telling you, really? this is better wow, than that's... The Emperor's Lightning. It's it's little <laughs> flourishes. You have like little sparks coming out of the fingers. There's like residual electricity in the air. This would this
0: this be good to see.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's a minor point, and obviously, if you're not into really studying special effects, is it going to make so much of a difference? No. But I think it is a a wonderful flourish yeah, it's to the cool. film. It's yeah. Cool. It's it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, I really just, I, I love how it's presented and, and how it's animated uh, around the sisters. But that's some of my reasons for, I mean, loving this film. And like I said, what it really boils down to is you're watching it for the Sanderson sisters and Bette Midler and this just with this wonderful campy hammy performance in the best way possible for a witch you know you want them to be regal and 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 and, and trying to eat children and also like despicably evil as well yeah. you know there's really no redeeming quality to them but you, you love to hate them almost, yeah definitely so uh and believe me i am in the outlier uh, i think um I mean, apparently from research, every non-millennial seems to think this movie is trash. <laughs> but I, I this, is, this is a perfect example where I'm going to be watching the movie. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about it, I'm watching it regardless. I could have seen it, you know, a million times. Right, right. I'm going to be watching it fresh so I can talk about it in the here and now. And this movie held up. I had a wonderful time with wow. it. I think it was well-deserved, the classic, uh, you know, crown to it. Hopefully, I saw beyond some of that nostalgia in my criticism. But folks, give it a shot if you haven't. It is a classic for you to see. We're going to go ahead and give Hocus Pocus a 71. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I would have lost a lot of money on that one. Really? really? You I thought I was going to tear this apart? Uh, let's say if you were going to be surprisingly <laughs> liking this movie, I still think it's a fifty-five. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not me, part. I haven't seen it in a while, but just like knowing you, yeah, I'm shocked that Hocus Pocus. Is
1: <laughs> it's 100%. great. I love it. It's great. I freaking uh, love it. It really is. Uh, it's such a, and also, I mean. Fill out the bingo sheets, folks. Uh, a, a tight little movie. There's not a lot of fan. on yeah, it. Yeah, Hour 36. You know, hour yeah. 36, definitely. You're in and you're out. Uh, with wow. With some Halloween spooky vibes.
0: Uh, truly shocking. <laughs> so, they <yeah>, I <laughs> like it. effects not, are not. Yeah, not, this, not agreeing with the critics, but agreeing with the fans on this one, mm-hmm. which is nice. It is nice. She's nice. Louise. Okay. It's so a uh, rest.
1: <laughs> I can rest easy.
0: Yeah. I don't know what to expect coming for any of these now, especially <laughs> this one. So we're jumping to 2002. This is The Ring, which mm-hmm. was huge when we were growing up. And I think it was this definitely grabbed culture for a little bit mm-hmm. for a while. It's directed by Gore Verbinski. The Ring, what do we get with this? How does it hold up? And what was it like returning to it? Because this really did. I don't know there were memes about it going oh, on for years. Yeah. Everyone knows the Scary classic movie. scenes. Every, yep, exa- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how did the ring hold up?
1: Uh, so yeah, I, uh, this was actually the last movie I watched this week, and I was kind of looking back, and I was like, "This is really family friendly." Like I said, so I, I just asked myself, "What was what movie was I too scared?" To watch as a child. Oh. <laughs> and that's where this kind of came about totally, totally makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: So The, the Ring is one of many remakes uh, of the original Japanese horror film. We follow a investigative reporter, played by no- Naomi Watts, uh, researching a series of mysterious deaths. These deaths are tied to a videotape that, after watching it, it delivers the message to the viewer that they have seven days until they die. It really is an electric elevator pitch there for the film. You know, I mean, I think uh, a good horror premise boils down to being able to summarize it with that and and have it as... as big of a hook that it can be for the viewers you know this film is like i said an uh, american remake uh and and grabs from many horrors at the time this of course it has the vhs aesthetic horror that is from the original japanese ringu in in 1998 uh probably gonna revisit that in the coming that would be very cool yeah yeah um and and I think uh, a lot of other Japanese films at the time, again, kind of birthing this VHS aesthetic that is is very much coming back, very much in the play of your eighties nostalgia, Stranger Things, all of that type of stuff, you know, creepiness to it.
0: Are you aware how one to one this is with that uh, original, or I'm like not how much it strays from it, or it
1: just just because there was a genuine desire to maybe watch that film, I've never seen it. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, I want to kind of stay away from spoilers there's plenty that's, that's of kind of articles online of comparisons of the original you know I mean. Sure, What absolutely. they got right, what they didn't you know, kind of stuff, so. But it, it is a, a kind of a composite film of a lot of different horror tropes I guess you could say at the time um, this has equal sprinklings of the sixth sense and other American horror around creepy kids in a good way mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. found this film, watching this in modern day, to be a composite of a lot of horror at the time, and Credit goes to the director Gore Verbinski because I think it has, you know, a, a very good balance of understanding we have to make this a American horror versus a Japanese horror, uh, yeah. but also. You know, in creating, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty here. In creating the horror icon of the ring, he did a phenomenal Which job at like the you icon, know, yeah, yeah kind of you know, tying to other things that we are familiar with. Again, one example being six cents in ninety nine you know there is that's, a a kid character in this that's like basically all knowing <laughs> and it's like why are we grabbing this What is as well <laughs> uh but i think he's 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 compositing it all together and and that's what makes the icon on the shoulders of giants as we say yeah, at there's, the time yeah
0: there's some decent ones i like i don't know if it was picking up on any signs mm. like i don't know if we pick you know because signs was 2000 2001 yeah. i believe yeah um, and then there was another one early on as well. Oh, uh, Blair Witch Project too. Oh, sure, absolutely.
1: Just VHSs as a horror object, even. Yeah, you know.
0: How was the cinematography? I loved it. Okay, loved it. was it was it very that style? Am I thinking back right where they all kind of felt the same, or they're, they're I, a little I've, blued? Yes, yes, definitely okay, yeah. blued, washed out. Absolutely, okay, okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and in a
1: different way than something that we covered, like possession, where that was more of like a actual filter on the lens. It felt like at times, right? Like it was you know, purposeful actually, uh,
0: for actually trying to. Yeah, yeah.
1: this is more of a, a washout, and things tend to lean towards blue just because right. they're in dark and okay, you know, they're it's creepy. But yeah, I just just want to give a, a some credit to, to Gore. Uh you know, he's got a little bit of an odd filmography, you know, he <laughs> Mouse Hunt Rango. Oh
0: I love Mouse Hunt. Yeah, yeah. The guy who did Mouse Hunt did Rango? <laughs> he did
1: the original three pirates trilogy, the Pirates of the Caribbean. This trilogy. guy <laughs> And then he this? did The Ring out of nowhere. Like.
0: He was probably like, I need to, I need to do something.
1: I, was like, <laughs> I need to break it up a little bit. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So he,
0: Boom. He just shot up the top ten favorite, favorite directors. <laughs>
1: Mouse we, hunt, uh, yeah, mouse hunt. I don't know.
0: We got to do a film study on it. Yeah, we got to do a special on yeah,
1: this guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the parts trilogy were saving for you know whenever whenever Depp gets back in the saddle it's with true. Disney, but uh, but
0: yeah, uh, I I would be happy. Oh my to, gosh, uh, to this all makes so much more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. But. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm glad it was shot to the top ten. Yeah. That's, that's, that's quick. I might take it back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> My biggest concern coming into this film, though, is that it's PG-13. I say no way. Very
0: weird. No. That's actually shot. I mean, yeah. That's shocking.
1: It is shocking. And I said in no way in hell is this movie that scary. And uh, to to the credit to the film, and again credit to the entire team, but Gore as a director, um, man. It is a scary film. So uh, what's the
0: deal? Not a lot of it's just not a lot of gore. Blood.
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And yeah. and, and lo- contrary and to his name,
0: what you're only allowed back in 2002. You're allowed maybe two f words.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't uh, see a lot of profanity or hear a lot of profanity. You might only um,
0: be allowed one back then. Yeah, if who any- knows yeah.
1: the the rules back then. And wow, obviously, so... you know, someone doesn't go out to say they want to make a, a rated R or something like
0: that. No, but you just know. you know. Yeah, it's just assumed. Exactly, it's a horror. You know, I had, you're gonna have kills. I, I had, yeah. And I just assumed this was rated R the, the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Me too. He Me does too. a good job, though. He it,
1: it it's a great. Uh, it, I I think it, it pairs with a investigative horror, and yeah, kind of slows things down, but it achieves a really good atmosphere through that. Perfect example is the tape in question. Yeah. We see it all the way through, no cuts. Uh, just a section of the film is just running the whole tape. And then the entire time, we are cutting back or we are drawing parallels with the with the imagery on screen to that tape. And the tape itself is pretty scary on its own. It's very surreal, kind of just flashing to... Right. different creepy imagery. Uh, yeah, it sets
0: like, it sets a weird atmosphere. Like, yeah. You're yeah. unsettled sitting in your seat. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So then to have that called back to, tied back to mm-hmm. throughout the film, whether that be imagery or actually more, maybe a little bit more clumsy or actual just straight up flashbacks. I yeah. mean, we saw it, so I don't know if we need that. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is great though because that, that initial film that, or the, the, the tape that we see, it is, it is scary on its own and kind of sets this foreboding tone to to wait for the next time we're seeing a scene from the tape play out in the world then. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. uh, just really good. I was really not disappointed at all with this PG-13 rating, which uh, makes me happy to be challenged because I feel like we've been talking about the last six months now that uh, that's That's, been the thing that I've always said, you know.
0: So now that you're, yeah, definitely. But now that you're on the back end of it and you've seen it, Let's say you didn't know going into it that you just assumed it was rated R the entire time. Oh, yeah. And then after you found out it was PG... Well, you knew it was PG-13 going into it? Yes, yes. Okay. So now that you know, does it make sense that it's PG-13?
1: I think so. Uh, We don't. We really don't see a lot of blood. Period. Okay. Uh, So not a lot of cursing. Not a lot of blood. Yeah. Even the aesthetics of uh, of the little girl uh, of the ring itself. uh, It's water based. So normally, in kind of a horror icon, you'd have blood, you know, kind of leaking in. But it's all water because it's you know we have a well. Right. Right. So I think again, it just kind of fits the bill for thirteen. Wow. And I. I think it's great because really cool. clearly it was part of what made this go you know electric when it comes to people it, falling it, in love with this film and maybe reaching a wider demographic how much that makes a difference in, i think a in huge di- i
0: think oh my oh my god it makes the difference mm-hmm. that's actually true i It makes so much more sense now, really. Yeah. yeah. When you think about how this film took off.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, uh, and again, the uh, you know a lot of this um, praise. This is not without merit of watching in the modern day. You know, I I have never seen this film coming up to this. I was too. Again, I was just too scared. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Uh, But even
0: after all these years, after all these seasons of October, just. You never return to it never never got went around back to
1: it. It. i was I was spooked by the legend of the ring that's and, cool uh, yeah and uh it, it was it was very enjoyable to come back to i, I was very happy with it, uh, like you mentioned already tom uh the colors uh, they 're very washed out. Uh, I would say maybe what separates it from just being a blue, you know, mm-hmm, scary yeah. blue. it is. It does play into kind of the worn out aesthetic of this tape being played over and over and over again. Okay. you know there's a worn outness to the film. Uh, and I'm going to hit you with another surprise. Guess who does the soundtrack here?
0: Oh my god! Not Howard Shore. No, nope. who
1: Hans Zimmer? No, good shocker!
0: <laughs> He's in so much more than you think. Good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but like, really good. Uh, I bet it's dynamite.
1: Yeah, I, I've been getting in the habit of when I uh, kind of refine some of my notes, I listen to the soundtrack to kind of muster the feelings, especially the horror. I love ads, it. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I was just like, "Wait, Hans Zimmer, what is going on here?" And that's awesome. Uh, it's great. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say maybe it's like iconic as like Dark Knight or something like that, but. He does a really good job with it. So
0: hes I mean, he's so good. He's the leading guy right now. Yeah. And has been for probably 10 years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. The film also has so much more
1: development to its investigation horror element uh, than something like we recently reviewed, like Smile. There is a meaningful mm. unraveling yeah. Yeah. to the mystery of how this cursed VHS comes about. And, you know, I- I'll say maybe the pacing of the film is a bit of a miss. We have this seven-day structure... Which kind of, you know, we're actually reminded on screen of this seven day each day that it passes, and it feels maybe a little bit waste because we burn through like the first five days in no time, and then it's okay. just like, all right, maybe the planning could have been a little bit better here, but again, it keeps us invested into the mystery of it, uh, and something meaningful comes from unraveling the mystery rather than. Maybe giving us some exposition into the curse itself, like Smile, but not really having any substance coming out of the conclusion. Uh, this, there is substance to it. And again, I think it, it, it works. Good horror mystery, it works because the mystery can work on its own. You know what I mean? It's not just working uh, as one uh, of the absolutely, other. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to say this movie held up after all these years. Uh, I a very solid watch that I could appreciate on multiple levels. The horror, the legacy, the filmmaking, but most of all, uh, how much the atmosphere is conjured without the excess of gore or jump scares. If you haven't seen it, give it a watch. We're going to go ahead and give The Ring 2002
0: a 74. Ooh, wonderful. Yeah. Wow, doing okay this week? (laughs) This
1: uh, this doesn't surprise me as much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 74 is good, though, and I'm glad to hear that it really did hold up. Yeah, not quite. It's PG-13. I had no idea. Yeah. That's Not so quite the
1: the heights of returning to Blair Witch uh, last year, like we've mentioned now a few times. Well, that was a nice surprise. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a very nice surprise. But
1: but this still had that like okay, I, I get it. it. It it deserves the it deserves the hype.
0: Uh, yeah, to and it. deserves to maybe be watched for people who haven't seen it yet. Absolutely, yeah. I had a great should, time this, with this October. Yeah, yeah,
1: this was probably the the biggest highlight of the week.
0: For okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to jump ahead here to 2017. This is a Japanese, or Korean film. Uh, Japanese, okay, Japanese film called One Cut of the Dead. At least for us, it's called One Cut of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, Shinichiro uh, Waida.
1: <laughs> you did a great job on the intro <laughs> with, with the names. i have always, I have a, I have a guilt uh, <laughs> passing
0: over time. Let's names. <laughs> or Waida, yeah, Shinichiro Waida, who we know and love, obviously. <laughs> Every, I mean, who doesn't know this guy? <laughs> Uh, what do we get with this classic film? <laughs> uh, so yeah, well,
1: <laughs> One Cut of the Dead. Um, it's a very original movie. It's going to be real tough to talk about, though, folks, because Don't, I have. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I wonder Why was this on your list, or where did this come from?
1: Uh, so this was uh, something recommended by me uh, for me uh, by my brother-in-law. We've been chipping away at some films. Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting, very unique film, but. Probably is going to be the most challenging film to talk about without spoilers that we've had on the podcast. Okay. I would say previously that crown went to Lamb, A24's Lamb, ah. uh, where, you know, I mean, I really couldn't say much, <laughs> but, you know, was, was needed to talk about it regardless. Sure. Very similar, very similarly here, you know, there is. Just a, a, a large part of the film that I'm not going to be able to talk about. <laughs> that's whatsoever. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Set her up for us. Yeah. Um, you know, this movie evolves quite a bit over its runtime. And the difficulty in me recommending this is that the initial plot pitch is is nowhere near how the film makes you feel at the end. Folks, I have put a lot of thought into this of how I can review this film. Actually, to a certain point that I was going to say I, I don't care. I'm going to talk about spoilers because <laughs> I otherwise can't talk about the film. But I said, "No, let me let me let me draw that back. I saw that online really no one was giving up the goat uh, on this so i was like okay. okay if i say i do no spoilers yeah you can't, I can't break you can't yeah, break it i can't break for this so
0: especially because we pride ourselves on no spoilers exactly if we, if we <laughs> were the ones
1: yeah one of one of um one of the guys i follow uh, he he covered this and and yeah, I mean, uh, he he has no bones about spoilers, and they, they were even walking on eggshells. So I say, okay, I gotta play by the rules here. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, for those that have seen the film, and maybe obviously, especially for those that haven't, uh, I put a lot of thought into how I would present this film. I would say, in a nutshell, this is a Japanese zombie B film, B movie with enough heart to be called feel good and that's what i mean as the the feeling that you're coming out of this if i presented this just as a zombie film Mm -hmm. uh, that's not what you're coming out of the, the experience with um if I would present this in more of its feel-good elements, we would dip more into uh, the the spoilerly sure. aspects of it. So, I, I think if that originality sparks any sort of interest for you folks at homes, I would say roll the dice and give it a shot. Because again, the originality of this film is huge, uh, and there is, you know, I, I may come out with this rating as a little lukewarm. Okay, but. If you like original premises, if you like being surprised, this is one of them. So give it a shot. Go and, in a little bit more blind than you would. And it's
0: taking you on a roller coaster a little bit of weird, dark, zombie, scary, and mm. feel good at the same time. Yes. It's, it's weaving in and out of that it's a bit of a roller coaster. Absolutely. Could you say very close to Parasite almost? That takes you up and down a, an emotional roller coaster a little bit. Uh, uh, an original story in, uh, right. in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think I think for, for Bong, as far as like a Korean film, he's he's... He's definitely on his no, own Korean little film, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a. I'm there's a... Oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs>
0: So yeah. I offended a lot of people somewhere. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That's all. I mean, we don't have to stay too much on it. But just hearing the fact that we have a foreign foreign Asian film. Yes. And one very original <laughs> and two feel good slash weird slash yeah. spooky or scary or something like that. That's I,
1: all. I, I, think, I think you bring up a great point, Tom, because it, it could be evidence for, hey, you like this? This might be right for you. You know I mean? Right. Uh, I, I like comparing things not for the sense of, oh, I know a lot of movies. No, it can help. You kind of navigate, uh, yeah, jumping into a film with I, a minimum spoilers. Yeah,
0: because so. I think a lot of people would don't know this film. Yeah, oh yeah, they're absolutely. not on anyone's radar. And it's
1: 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're yeah. you know, it's not it's not an old film, right? But yeah, indie is definitely you know the the type of vibe, and indie Japanese is even more you know unfound. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: it's tough to get. Ex- it's it's. There's something has to be about this film. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying that it's a B-rate Japanese zombie <laughs> film, right, <laughs> right away it's like, okay, but we, sh- there's- we should care about it uh, still, so, right? Right, right yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. With that said, I, I mean, I can... Con- can kind of discuss the first 40 minutes or so of the film and, you know, it does have merits of its own. Uh, as the title suggests, the first 40 minutes of this film is one big cut. A a winner, as is referred to as film's enthusiast. This is exactly what the uh, the title refers to, that is, a single uninterrupted take mm-hmm. to this. The first uh, half is also a good example of first-person uh, perspective used in films successfully. Uh, I think there's a lot of enjoyment in figuring out how they pulled off certain filming tricks uh, and, you know, in a similar way, kind of, you know, watching the film, but also having some fun, you know, figuring out the production, figuring out the, the, the behind the scenes elements had me very, you know, had me reminiscing a lot on 2014's Birdman, uh, 2015's Hardcore Henry for the first person elements. Yeah, uh, definitely, and, and folks, if you enjoy thinking about the production or behind the scenes work that goes into movies, this film is going to reward that because there is kind of, um, you know, again, uh, you you could very realistically not notice that it's one cut. It is, it is part of what is enjoyable about this. And again, this it adds kind of something. It adds it. something
0: to a viewing experience, which absolutely. is what makes Birdman so good, which makes the opening to Boogie Nights so good. Oh, it's, sure, it's, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Know. One Cut of the Dead was, um, you know, or is a, a very interesting where it unravels. And while the first half of the film isn't really good, <laughs> besides this, maybe this this production <laughs> element, uh, it, it feels very low budget. It feels very B-movie. I think the novelty uh, is going to land on the right side of the raising ratings. Its originality mm-hmm. is where I'm coming uh, with a... You know, a positive rating for it okay. rather than calling this a B movie. Why would you waste your time? Whatever, right, you right. Know I mean, the novelness of it really does save it, uh, which is important. Um, I wasn't crazy about this film by the end, but if anything, it does get a lot of points for high rewatch potential as well. Something that we maybe talked about earlier in the podcast, but. Not something that we've talked about in a while. I got five movies a week. I ain't rewatching. Right, me. right. <laughs> I ain't rewatching anything. <laughs> that's uh, you rewatch yeah. some things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I yourself some. When slack. I have to, <laughs> when I want to.
0: So even uh, though, so you would return
1: to this? I, I think uh, more so again in kind of a tiered approach. I think I, I didn't. I didn't love it. I think its originality gets into a positive area. Mm -hmm. I think it could fit for a very specific type of film enthusiast that loves, you know, uh, the technical side of film. And if you're that deep into it, then guess what? There is rewatch potential on top of it as well. And that's, you know, I'm I'm hopefully trying to navigate a little bit of uh, who this could work for the very niche, uh, (laughs) niche audience (laughs) that it could work for. Uh, Because I, I, I don't think this film is going to hit for a lot of people just because it's 40 minutes of a, a b movie essentially
0: it's a you it's know? a tough pitch
1: if that 40 <laughs> minutes was 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 blown out to be the entire hour, one, uh, you know, one-er, uh, uncut, first person, you know, uh, and everything. Yeah. I still would be coming in with a very, very poor rating for this mm-hmm. because technical aspects aside, it's not what I'm recommending this movie for. Right. So,
0: I mean, that's tough because first – I mean, it's only an hour and 36. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot to ask of an audience to sit through – some serious, yeah, mehness. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. It's true. And that's where I think again, an enthusiast that is watching film for the making of film, mm-hmm. uh, this could this could hit right on the money okay. for you know, again for these kind of this, this this one shot, this one cut, if you will. So for those that have seen it, like I said, hopefully I danced around this pretty successfully because <laughs> uh, I put a, a, a absurd amount of thought
0: into how to do this. Uh, <laughs> it's so much so it's that funny because we don't know much about it, which so that's good.
1: Okay, all right, good. <laughs> but
0: it's also yeah, maybe,
1: maybe not the most functional review as well. Well, no, but it works. That's fine. I'm, I mean,
0: I'm glad that we know nothing about it. It's yeah. funny to me how much time you had to spend... <laughs> to not talk about oh, something. I where know. for us, it's just like, all oh, right, just not talking about it. <laughs> right, sorry. right. It was a <laughs> it's a short review. It's a
1: little short. <laughs> it really, because, uh, again, I, I think this could be, you know, uh, talking to someone contextually about film yeah. uh, and finding out what type of movies they like. This could be in the holster to say, oh, give this a shot. And yeah, that's, yeah. again, where I think this is... Very niche, could fall on into a recommend for some, not all, and, and its originality is what I'm rewarding yep, there. Sure. Okay. So, if you haven't seen it, like I said, don't let my lukewarm score on this maybe distract or detract from any genuine interest in the movie. Um, You know, uh, to explain what I don't care for, I would need to spoil the whole thing, but the originality of the first watch experience is a greater value Mm. to my recommendation than spoiling. Uh, We're going to go ahead and give one cut of the dead a 59.
0: Okay, 59. I don't even know what to think about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, definitely the new – it gets the crown for uh, the most I've had to walk on eggshells for spoilers. Wow. You know?
0: And usually I don't I, have a problem with that at all. Like, no, but I, that it, I will say it makes the movie intriguing. Yeah, Weird sure. that it's a 59, but intriguing for film-watching experience.
1: Yeah, definitely a challenge, uh, which I appreciate, uh, but <laughs> kind of gummed up my my schedule <laughs> thinking about this critically <laughs> you know, pretty good. for 59. You know, it's also one of those things that we – we talk about, like, is it really worth spending so much time on when the score is just kind of meddling, you know, right, it's just, right. just middle of the road, you know. But, but there's uh, nuances there, because yeah. it, does, it will hit for some people. Absolutely. Uh,
0: real quick, now that you have watched this, mm-hmm. would this get an honorable mention on the essential zombie films? Uh, unfortunately not, uh, yeah. just because by 2017,
1: uh, our last entry is already on that essential zombie film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think too terribly much is done with a zombie icon as well. So, but great question
0: yeah okay very good Vince. so that was uh that was one cut of the dead with the 59 percent the original title Cameroon. oh
1: <laughs> he's going he's,
0: I, I didn't put him up to it he's going in for his own uh easy to find by the way or difficult for us um how did I you view know.
1: it i don't know uh my brother-in-law had a copy yeah okay. so <laughs> i'm not too sure <laughs> all right so everybody just hit up vin's brother-in-law now.
0: Uh, okay, we'll Vin, so we just want to remind everyone here, we're going out the value for value model. So if you're finding the podcast valuable, if you're finding the uh, the website valuable, if you could, uh, send us back some value. You go to the website, go to the donations tab, and uh, you can send in whatever donation that you want about any amount. And you send in a note along with it. We're going to read it here uh, on air and live. It's just a way for you to connect to us, for us to connect to you, and also for you to show your support and produce the show. Completely producer supported. It's a mm-hmm. value for value model, and we thank you so much for those of you who uh, who have produced. We're excited to get a lot of more producers in the future. You know, if if you don't want to give anything right now, or obviously you know money's tight for a lot of people, and uh, we're still growing, and we were going to have more to offer. But if you could uh, tell somebody about it, mm-hmm. you know, tell a friend, tell a family member. That's uh, that's huge for us right now, absolutely, and so appreciated. So we. Thank Thank you all out there who are enjoying listening and who are also helping produce The Daily Ratings. Again, it's dailyratings.com and head to the donations tab. All right, Vin, with that, we're going to go to our newly released. We are now in theaters. Uh, we're going to jump here to Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. Not saying not Kenny Ortega anymore. This is Ann Fletcher. Yes. And how do we come back to this IP? and what do we get with it exactly? So
1: yeah, this is straight to Disney Plus as a release and that can be kind of a red flag for some uh, just because I feel out of all the streaming services Disney Plus really shovels out some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I would say so. Yeah, I mean probably Apple TV is next in line with that but um, they're at least a little bit more selective it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but the sequel serves as a expansion to the backstory and the lore of the Sanderson sisters instead of some nice. 90s plot about kids move into a new town. We have the story paralleling the sisters' witch's coven. Uh, you know, why they stay together, how they keep their power together by their friendship or their sisterhood. And that is paired and paralleled with girls in modern day that are interested in the occult and witchy stuff and magic, you know. Right off the back, I think we are... It's a better setup pairing this together. Um, Mm, Okay. That is one praise that I'll give to the film that I think it both, from a business perspective, understands its demographic a little bit more. uh, Okay. Being teen girls uh, interested in these things. Um, But also does play into a stronger story, at least in concept, uh, because, again, if – the best thing about that original film, and like I said, you know, even watching it, you know, just this week, uh, is the Sanderson sisters making the story a little bit more directly about the sisters, mm-hmm. trying to say, okay, what what are, who are we putting against the sisters in this, and can right. we draw parallels to this? I think it's a little bit better crafted for that reason, uh, a little bit more thoughtful, I guess, would be. That's my good,
0: takeaway. and you know, that's good. Are they trying to make it a little bit more? I wouldn't say more original, they're not trying to just rinse and repeat it's not the same exact story, <laughs> right, right, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, even even in the Sanderson sisters' motivations, you know it's not just eating children, a Right. Witch, good, you know. okay, again, I, I mean, I don't know, I kind of kind of like the you know again the cartoonishness of yeah, the yeah you know, the yeah, original. but uh, right off the bat, we are shown the origin of the witch sisters, and that their strength comes from again sticking together it's the witch's coven is 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 kind of the the focal point here, uh, and once we flash forward to modern day they have them once again released to meet by a world that is much more inviting to them as last time they will soon show that uh <laughs> there was a reason why the town of salem was after them and uh, their evil ways do seek in so uh, okay. it is uh it is not believe me I, I was looking at this film. I was like, oh, Are they really going to sugarcoat it? Are the Sanderson sisters going to be good guys or something like that? That no, um, would be the worst. You're yeah, right. That would right. be right. the worst. And, and there's there's a, a you know a little bit more of a, a a sympathetic route to to how they're portrayed or anything like that. But they are still evil, uh, which is good. That's good. You know, yeah. And, and almost again, very very cartoonishly evil. You know, concerned with baby souls and things like that. <laughs> you know, the souls of children. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. Uh, I'll be honest here. Besides this being straight to Disney. Plus, besides this being another sequel that nobody really asked for, mm, yep. like I said, I think there is a smart move in understanding the demographic of teen girls. Um, if anything, that that first Hocus Pocus, if anyone is holding up the torch in modern day. You know, in a landscape where Disney Channel, I don't even know if the Disney Channel is even around. <laughs> you know? I, don't know. I, mean, I haven't had TV in probably a good five years. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it's smart to tie this to that demographic as yeah. a business move. And again, I think also that plays into the story as well. So credit where credit is due. I think I felt it was, it was well crafted in that regard. Okay, um, that's good.
0: Is there enough there to play off so the people who enjoyed this when they were 15 who mm-hmm. now have those 15 years? year old kids sure kind of does there something for them to enjoy as well or is this as much so. more of a 15 where the family could enjoy the first hocus pocus mm-hmm. is this one more focused and just for 15 year olds or is this again another family Treat.
1: I think it's a it's a family treat. Maybe leans a little bit more towards a female perspective with mm, it. Of course, uh, yeah. and again, and I think if anything, that's a credit to it. Mm. But um, honestly, uh, you know, towards towards my recommendation for this, I would say actually watch them back to back. I think there is this uh, is a great. fan film, you know, for that. Okay, very so, good. You know, if my recommendation was based on the Sanderson sisters and the first one, guess what? It's more good stuff here. And yes, all the actresses are much older. <laughs> yes, there's a bit of a different tone. To each of them, Uh, for instance, Sarah Jessica Parker, she's a much bigger star now uh, than than back in 93. So I feel her character originally being a very kind of dumb, ditzy character, they've toned that back because she probably disagreed with it as an actress. Okay, right, right. Right, And filling that role. Uh, But, uh, you know, they, they are still able to conjure a lot of the same fun and energy. And again, that focus is put on, if anything... Uh, exclusively their interactions with each other, this sisterhood element. I think where this falls short is is really in script and plot. Uh, it, it's just I, I put a bit boring here. I'm gonna upgrade this to decently boring <laughs> uh, because even even just my just my gut reaction. would I call this a bit boring. Now it's a bit more than bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I think that if anything. It plays into why I'm saying maybe even watch these side by side. This is by no means a bad movie, yeah. but you can really watch this side by side and see. Oh, the, okay, so I get why this is more of an electric movie in the first one, and maybe lacking a little bit in this in this second. So one.
0: watching them together helps
1: them. Uh, helps them. Helps the second one uh, also maybe shows you why the first is better. You know, I mean, what is the difference between these two? Why is one better than the other? Are uh, you still
0: saying okay? But overall, still watch the
1: second one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, all right, absolutely. All right, all right, but just it's not. The
0: heights. Okay. Them, all right. Of you know, right. uh,
1: the first one, wherever those heights may be. Watch the in watcher, reverse. You know? <laughs> what if you watch them in reverse? <laughs> ah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably probably no good. You know, I, I think if I had to boil it down critically, why maybe it doesn't work as well is that this first one has a has a great chase uh, to how the plot is structured, and it's just missing that. And you can see a huge difference in specifically the first hour of mm. both of these films and how they're paced, and it is you know night and day. So okay, I think that's the main difference um, this being a straight to digital release uh they had to make as much money as possible and boy, let me tell you there is some gross ad placement in this yeah, one good. uh Walgreens is the flavor of the ad here mm-hmm. um and you know I'll be real time, I'll admit you know there were some funny jokes around the sisters in walgreens uh okay, yeah, but it would the the placement as Trying to position Walgreens as like Halloween central, you know, for your one stop for all Halloween, it was disgusting. Disgusting, it's disgusting. yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, way too blatant. Exactly, yeah. Uh, to the point that we get like a shot of a of again of an actual Walgreens like lingering. It's just like that's <laughs> it bad.
0: Just, just destroys it. Um, I feel like you could have, and especially when you're dealing with like Halloweeny spooky stuff. Yeah. I just feel like you could have went and got better ads. You could have yeah. got the same amount of money. And had better ad placement. I, I agree. Right? I agree.
1: Yeah. And, and don't get me Walgreens. wrong, I mean there are there's some funny the, the the jokes are set up around, you know, they're they're concerned with I, it, consuming the souls for youth. Well, guess what? You, Walgreens has an extensive beauty it, section, you know. It's so cu-
0: it's cute I mean that's you could definitely say it yeah. plays off of it a bit. But a when a lot every better than shot, Olive Garden in yeah. Sonic.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that that yeah. is the that is the worst. Right, right. Yeah. But, it, but it's like when every shot is, is framed with the Halloween candy aisle in the mm, back, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it feels gross. It feels gross.
0: It feels fake. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it feels manipulative. As I've mentioned before, folks, uh, personal tolerance. I bring it up because it's something that turns my stomach. If you have a tolerance for it, though, you know,
0: Yeah, if so you don't give it, it, if you don't give it, yeah. Exactly. exactly.
1: If you're not going to, you know, if it's really not going to make a difference, you know, uh, it's no problem. But just it does for me. Uh, there are also flashbacks to the original all over the place, uh, and I would say it, it's relatively unneeded. You know, this is a fan sequel and knows it is a fan sequel, hmm. and just, you know, I mean, it's a little unneeded how much it's thrown out there. I'll call that Matrix Resurrections Syndrome, <laughs> uh, where okay. it's just like, well, do you know who's watching this film? Do they need a, uh, <laughs> do they really need a flashback here? You know, I'm pretty sure everyone could put the bl- dots together. Right, right. So... Other than that, of those critiques, like I said, we have a very similar film. A little bit better crafted in ways, a lot weaker in other areas. Uh, Unfortunately, weaker in the areas that just are straight to digital releases. You know what I mean? I think it's very indicative of that. So uh, the return of all three actresses here may not feel too fresh, but uh, updating the plot to be more teen girl focus is a welcome revamping of the story. And I think, again, my recommendation is to watch these side by side, if only to appreciate that first one just a bit more. We're going to go ahead and give Hocus Pocus 2 a 60 on the dot. Wow, okay. I'm
0: kind of still surprised at a 60. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Hocus Pocus punching way above its weight, <laughs> I feel like. Wow. I mean, if I...
1: <laughs> listen, I, I mean, I'm I giving was, my I, points. I wasn't expecting 71
0: on Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I definitely was expecting below 50 for the second really, one. Really, really? Not knowing anything about any of them, or yeah. not knowing anything about the second one. It's just like, I just thought it was going to be Disney Plus Drivel.
1: Sure, sure. And it... it... Definitely is in a lot of ways. Yeah, it kind of
0: came and went. No one's really talking about it too much. Yeah,
1: I guess I guess it is my bias for these three actresses. And I, mean, Be- and cool. well, I mean, that's cool specifically. Well, that's what makes she me, does yeah. a phenomenal job. You know, is it weird that they like didn't
0: do it ne- like next year, a year from now?
1: Uh, how so? Well, I,
0: it's just like oh, so the nineteenth anniversary. You're doing Hocus oh, Pocus good too? point. Not twentieth anniversary. Yeah, good point. You know, just make the billboards look. Better 20th <laughs> maybe, maybe actually you know. release it in theaters that's something. just me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh okay, hook is pocus two with the 60%. Really not that bad. Yeah. Uh okay, so we're gonna move on to the um to the big one here, the one that's i mean, hey, the box office finally is looking good for once. <laughs> people are in the seats, people are buying tickets again. This is Black Adam. This is from a director I don't think I've heard of before, but maybe we know him. Okay. And uh what do we get with, you know, this is the rock coming in, this is Black Adam, this is DC. Mm. What do we get here with this? Yeah, a big push for this film.
1: The director of Jungle Cruise, uh, he's oh, back at it again. It, okay. <laughs> yeah, we actually didn't cover Jungle Cruise. I watched it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. What was the Tommy Two? Give me real unofficial Tommy Two shoes.
0: Um, <laughs> it was horrible in all the best places. Okay, And I mean, I think it gets two shoes. Oh, it gets no both laces. Shoes. No oh, okay. laces.
1: They might be tripping over, you, over uh, themselves. <laughs> more so,
0: though, it gets it gets. It gets definitely one shoe. Oh, okay, not a flip flop. Yeah, I don't know. It's not good, no, but yeah, enjoyable. Right. That's how because right. it's not good. Sure, sure. So, um, <laughs> unhealthy.
1: <That was> very. <laughs> no, unhelpful. it was on the spot. I put you on the spot.
0: Uh, now that I know that, foods. I have no. I have. Uh, I have no hope for this film.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, let me unpack it. Yeah, just go for it. It's yep. a. It's a lot. It's a lot here. So, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, the rock here is, is, you know, really. He is pushing this as um, a surge of life uh, into the franchise of the DCEU, uh, and Warner Brothers really needs it to save their superhero universe. Um, And uh, as far as Dwayne Johnson's involvement uh, in the project, it it goes back a while. Uh, Very similar to Ryan Reynolds uh, with Deadpool on the Marvel side of the coin. Uh, This Black Adam casting is wholeheartedly backed by fans because he just looks like the character. Through and through. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, kind nice. And much how uh, Reynolds' voice is now almost inseparable from you know Deadpool's uh, fourth wall breaking sure. kind of jokes to it. So I-, I have some notes later on. I mean, uh, Dwayne is is doing an all right job. Unfortunately, we have another scenario where his own film is a little bit hijacked by supporting characters hmm. and. Believe me, I, you know, he's kind of just playing it cool. He's really not doing, like, an amazing job at, like, bringing the character to life. Yeah. It's more so just being badass.
0: Right, right. Uh, and, hey, that's fine. He's just carrying it through the film. Exactly. Yeah, he's not torturing the character, but.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah this isn't something that comic book nerds are going to be in an uproar over or anything. Right, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's just, like, once again, another scenario where it's, like i'm here for the rock i'm not here for anyone else like black widow like uh Mm -hmm. like thor like you know pretty much like all the all the superhero films it feels like lately For those that are not up to speed, because Black Adam, a big character on the DC side, uh, but uh, not exactly a household name. Uh, He is a anti-hero, or maybe even a villain in the Shazam mythos. He has similar source of power, being pre-Egyptian and magical in nature. And in comic book terms, is top tier uh, in the ever going arms race of most powerful mm, okay. uh, he's definitely like a top 10 if i had to you know give give some comic book perspective <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> sounds like who, who cares <laughs> who gives a well, damn about, about top 10 i'd be about. interested in the other nine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but, I mean, at least
0: with marvel it's like okay superman we get it right 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 oh superman is DC. superman
1: <laughs> dc uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Um, uh, The factor is important how the film is positioned, though, because, again, the DCEU is in freefall. You know, who gives a damn about anything? There's there's no continuity. Yeah. Ezra Miller is facing 25 fall. years Listen, in prison. It, it never got off the ground, <laughs> yeah, it's very let true. alone freefall. Very true, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. It, this isn't really a reboot. It's kind of like a revitalization. Uh, there's the, they got the jaws of life. they got the, you know, they got the paddles out <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> try trying to, trying to bring it back to life and yeah uh, it right in the marketing of this film right in the point of this film is that they're trying to surge the life by putting a power you know such a powerful character into the lineup hopefully they can kind of you know play catch up with the perpetually ahead of the game marvel i feel like it's always been catch up and this is their moment to maybe seize some of that so i bring a lot of this up because again this is going to be a bottleneck. This is going to be required watching uh, for DCEU. Ah, and uh, I'm not know. surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, Especially
0: if they're really kind of trying to do a knockout swing here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So for fans of comic book movies, if you are really a diehard fan of the DC side of it and you've, mm-hmm. been, you've been fighting them all off, all the naysayers, uh, listen, uh, this, this will be something that you can at least say, okay, it, it was substantial to where things are going how the I feel about the movie though is, is, is it, it is extremely extremely generic uh Mm -hmm. it is you know it may be required watching but it is something that you are going to forget in a week's time (laughs) (laughs) so you're probably going to just have to watch it again Uh, (laughs) our story introduces a lot not only do we get up to speed on black adam's origin but um we jump in the deep end with a lot of other superheroes challenging him for the power uh, of this The DC universe kind of is progressing behind the scenes, and this movie has a big focus on the uh, first appearance of the JSA, the uh, Justice Society of America. Um, This is kind of a, Tom, this is kind of second-rate Justice League, basically. Oh, okay. It's, it's, you know, they clean up the... (laughs) You can't be happy
0: to see them. You can't be too... Um thrilled to hang out with them in the film, right?
1: Well that's what I mean. Like it's kinda like they're stealing the time away from the rock.
0: So you know? have you have B rate Justice League <laughs> taking time away from the rock. That's yeah. what that's what this is? Yeah,
1: basically. Basically. Okay. We do have some cool introductions <laughs> to other films. <laughs> Uh, other heroes. Hawkman gets his first introduction here. Doctor Fate, a very, very important character on the DC side. Uh played by Pierce Brosnan here.
0: Um I'm glad to see Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: A cool character. Okay. Too. Good. And and I'm not saying that I, I didn't like the involvement. I just have a a, a fundamental problem with the film call, being called Black Adam, when Black Adam is supposed to be the main anti-hero character. Wow,
0: he really is that vacant.
1: I mean, it's like we get a lot of badass scenes with The Rock, but I would say a good 40 to if not 50-50 down the middle is spent with the JSA. Wow. Uh, it's not his movie. Just how Black Widow was not Scarlet's right. movie. You know?
0: I wonder if people making, I wonder if like Marvel and DC making these films now, <clears throat> because we're so flooded with them mm-hmm. over, since 2008 in Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if it's just like, okay, we just gotta pack as many characters, we gotta pack as much in as yeah. possible. Yeah. Because we don't want people to get bored here. Exactly. But I think if I think gets, I don't know, I think most people would disagree with Mm -hmm. with that premise. Yeah. if you're going to see Black Adam, you want to see Black Adam. That's all that's all that's especially
1: with how much of a of a force he is on screen, you know, godlike even. You know, I mean his scenes are really the best. And yeah, I'm not saying I was I was hating uh, the supporting cast, but again, it was just like fundamentally it just does not make sense Mm -hmm. how they're how they're making some of these films. So these spotlight films, you know? It's like they forgot how to make the spotlight (laughs) films from from just a couple of years ago. So (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Performance wise, like I said, Dwayne is doing an okay job here. Uh, Obviously, he's buff as hell. So I mean, the physical side of that is, is impressive. He's just more reserved than what I expected. A lot of moments to shine are are given to the competition. And once again, I felt like, you know, we have The Rock. You know, yeah. let let the rock. I mean, you know, he he runs every other franchise he's a part of. Yeah. You know, just yeah. let him let him go. So, uh, just just disappointing. Black Adam as a character does not care about killing. Uh, he sees it kind of as a necessity. So we have him morally aligned with, like, the Punisher or something like that, that like killing is part of his his deal. And that's where this kind of anti-hero element comes about. This puts him in a lot of contrast with the heroes of the DC universe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, it feels very, very terribly predictable uh, mm-hmm. how this film progresses. Formulaic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Formulaic without having a formula. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is supposed to be the revitalization. You know what I mean? It's... Feels for me like already out of the gate. So I will say action-wise is okay. It's like watching a bunch of Mortal Kombat fatalities, uh, but PG-13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, if, if uh, I'll, I'll kind of revisit this. If you are a big fan of The Rock, if you're a big fan of Black Adam as a, as, as a character in the DC mythos, uh, and if you're just keeping up with DC, you know, this This could all be recommendations for why you watch this. I was not loving it, though. I felt, especially around the brutality of the kills, yeah, it's cool every now and again, and yeah, they surprise you, but uh, it really gets stale within its own movie after a
0: while. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, and maybe it has something to do with Black Adam's powers being so godlike. You know, there's no nuance to how the character, you know... Um, has maybe, you know, some some adversity problems. To yeah, deal- yeah, yeah, adversity. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he has weaknesses to play into for, for drama, but
0: plot armor for
1: that? Yeah. I think that's just what you're gonna get is uh, the more well, the power level raises with yeah. these superhero films, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the it's the problem Superman has had from the get go. Yeah, that's the Kryptonite. tonight. But yeah, like I said, slightly cool action, gets stale there, uh, though. Uh, The feeling I have on this movie is anti-hero Thor. So many jokes are fish out of the water... Uh, a lot of Terminator 2 vibes where every joke is just him trying to understand modern culture and like quoting something wrong. Okay. You know,
0: well, We love T2.
1: I do love T2. T2 also has a great minigun sequence and there was no minigun sequence okay. in this. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, there's a great destruction in T2. Uh, I mean, there's destruction in this where it's all, you know, it's, yeah, it's a different, different beast, different, different era.
0: Can you go into again what you mean about fish out of water kind of? Sure. You...
1: Uh, so this is a joke that like he just doesn't understand how The culture is around him, and that's the joke in itself.
0: It's just so we're just watching rock. In a yeah. setting that he's pretending not to know about, basically, exactly, and yeah. Comedy is supposed to ensue, exactly. Right, you know, right. there's
1: there's a kid, not a kid sidekick, but kid actor that is that is like following him and, and you know obsessed with him in this way. And he's trying to. This is where the the Terminator two vibe kind kind of comes into play. He's trying to give him a catchphrase, and he doesn't. The Rock doesn't know when to give the catchphrase uh, before or after he kills someone, and it's like okay, funny, right. but when that is repeated and repeated and repeated as the only type a joke it's like all right you know it's stale stale but in its own movie (laughs) so is it like if you were biting a sandwich and halfway through you're like i'm done with this already that that's black adam (laughs) so uh my major problem though is in exposition like i said there is so so much that just wears out its own welcome and exposition is a big one because I feel like a lot of moviegoers, no one knows who Black Adam is people barely know Shazam no one's no a villain of Shazam had Shazam's. no idea who yeah. Black Adam was exactly so there's a lot of heavy lifting that they have to do and guess what it's all voiced by this terrible kid actor <laughs> this is god awful <laughs> You know, from a film that promised to be a unique anti hero story, it comes out very generic, almost impossibly generic. Uh, and one of those movies you are going to forget a week after you see it. Uh, again, I think this is a watch if you are a diehard fan of The Rock, uh, diehard fan of DCEU, and and excited more specifically to see where it goes. Maybe you weren't a big fan of DCEU so far, and you're like, all right, I want to give them a chance. You know, I like these characters.
0: Yeah. because, And not only that, because you said it it's required to know where it's going as well. Yeah. We get a sense of something, at least. We, we yeah. kind of conceive what's on the horizon. As a
1: character, Black Adam is going nowhere, probably. So, you know, that that's that's a big element to the movies coming ahead. You know, The Rock doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> he, he wants the role. He wants that money. Uh, and, and he's going to get it, so. <laughs> but like I said, you know, uh, the franchise, it's really banking on this as, as a soft revive. And... I don't see this re- revived at all. You know, I mean, I yeah. see the DCU almost in a, the exact same position it was uh, before this came out. Uh, and I think for that reason, for everyone else, it's a pretty hard pass. A perfect example of the theme park effect that these films have, that hmm. within the film itself, it only serves as self-promotion for what's coming next. We're going to go ahead and give Black Adam a 36. Woo!
0: <laughs> wow! Yeah. It's, I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just telling you. I mean, it's it's harsh. <laughs> it's harsh. I, I the film waste your time though. It's stale on. Oh some. my gosh, I can only imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thirty six. I guess I'm not surprised, but at the same time, it's just like boy, you know. I mean, this is <laughs> this is they were banking on this. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, he came out in the suit at Comic Con. He was, you know, it yep. was it was. And that's what I mean by some of the fan backed. You know, and you can yeah, look at right, like right. some of the
1: reviews here, critically panned uh yeah audience huge because the you know they really you know the fans want rock as black adam it's it's kind of a perfect match one of those perfect which matches. is cool
0: and i have no issue with that but boy i mean uh 36 is bad yeah it's very very bad especially when you're trying to revitalize it because yeah. that's how bad like suicides sunk mm. it and they could never ever get it back yeah with how much they tried justice league fail yeah right yeah, I mean, I mean, just a Superman. It's just every. It's crazy. It's yeah.
1: crazy. It, it, it's it's almost exclusively stumbles. And and listen, you know, I'm not trying it, to it, just overtly hate on these movies. No, and know? they are
0: shot in the foot by the fact that Marvel did get the jump on. Yeah. So you know, the formula of of what we know as superhero mm-hmm. movies was mm-hmm. not only started but also done to nauseum already. Yeah you know what yeah. I mean so now that formulaic just gets worse and worse with every film that comes out so yeah. it's just be nice if they could get a Christopher Nolan in there to sure. actually do a proper reboot <laughs> yeah, rather than the Love Boat guy
1: yeah <laughs> you mean Jungle Cruise Jungle Cruise <laughs> 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 yeah that's it's exactly cr- right boy it's what did I
0: manage to do here I managed to get Koreans mixed up with Japanese <laughs> I managed to call Superman, uh, Marvel. Marvel. Ca- oh, and that, that'll get you skewered sc- <laughs> most of all. Yeah. I welcome it. Um, One last thing I'll note is that, please, yeah,
1: something like Thor: Love and Thunder. I gave a thirty-three. I hated that movie. That was a uh, shit yeah. movie. Yeah, it was real bad.
0: I wish I saw it in time for the podcast to do it. Oh, tell me two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: uh, garbage, and, garbage. And this being a thirty-six, that's not far off, uh, but much how. In the 50s, we can see a very different version of why something's landing in the 50s, sure, you know, sure. either being generic or or just like troubled, uh, good and bad. In this one, again, in no way is this as bad as Thor Love and Thunder, uh, nowhere close to as bad as Thor Love and Thunder, but I think it feels a lot more... Generic, just for being something so new, something so marketed as as a new experience, a revamp to the to the DCU, yeah. to have it come out so plain. Well, and,
0: generic and formulaic can also can be its own form of horribleness. Yeah, exactly. And, and viewer pleasure,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, no sides. Uh, <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> Marvel, hey, DC. We're just here know? to watch, baby. Yeah. We're just here to watch. Exactly. You're here to watch. You I'm know? just here
0: to. I don't know. <laughs> right. Make sure these mics are on, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, any last things, Vin, or are we going to roll credits here on this No, one?
1: no. I, I mean, I guess uh, we got one more week of of, of horror goodness. Uh, excited for the last week. It's going to spill over, obviously, into November for the release, but uh hope uh, everyone has been enjoying it so far. Uh, and again, if you have any recommendations for horror, we can always add it to the list. I'm always watching it throughout the year, <laughs> you know, yeah. October or not. So, but uh, But yeah, always excited.
0: Awesome, Vin. Thanks for watching these movies, Vin. Thanks for stopping by. Folks at home, we'll run it down one more time here. We have Hocus Pocus with a 71%, The Ring with a 74%, One Cut of the Dead with a 59%, Hocus Pocus 2 with a 60 and Black Adam with a 36%. Folks, we thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast. enjoyed the podcast if you would could you give us a good rating or tell a friend about us if you're wondering if a film is worth a watch if you'd just like to see more movie ratings from vince be sure to stop by the daily where we have our ever-expanding catalog of films also if you found value in the podcast or our site become a producer and go to the donations tab on the daily you can donate whatever amount of value you feel you received from us We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast.